Welcome to The Young and the Woke, a podcast that gives the mic to high school students in Oakland, California to tell their stories. I'm your host, Young Wan Choi. Join us for each episode where we go to a polling station. I'm going to be voting for the first time for an Oakland election. We also ride the city bus. And my love for AC transit in general. And go on field trips. On this audio journey, keep your ears open for how students awaken to their sense of purpose and what helps them find their way. You can sleep later. It's time for The Young and the Woke. Tupac's poem, The Rose That Grew From Concrete, asks us to consider what we see when we look at students who've been raised in the most challenging of circumstances. Do we look at their bruised petals and condemn them? Or do we marvel at the fact of a rose? growing from concrete. While some of Oakland's roses have grown up in manicured gardens with plentiful sunshine and fresh air, the vast majority are pushing up from concrete, surviving, and sometimes even thriving, in spite of poverty, pollution, and violence. In our third episode, A Rose in Oakland's Concrete, we meet Midori Butler. My name is Midori Butler, and I go to Fremont High School, and I'm in the Media Academy. I mean, from a young age, I just knew that the environment that I was living in just wasn't a good environment. And i never been to anybody else's house, so I didn't know how they were living. But I knew that my mother was doing something that most other kids didn't deal with because I had, like, family members, like, cousins that were my age, and we attended the same school. And, you know, a lot of bullying took place, like, along with the lifestyle I was going through. And then other kids started finding out that my mother did drugs, so that became, like, a target. If they had something to say about me, they would talk about my mother being on drugs. And that's when I started realizing that other kids' parents weren't doing that because they were using that as a way to basically say that I was lower than them. Started cooking on my own when I was five years old because my parents, they didn't cook. My mom occasionally, she would cook french fries because she just liked french fries. Sometimes I would go over to my great-grandmother's house and I would just watch her cook. I remember there was this one time that I woke up in the morning and I was hungry and our fridge was empty, but we had a box of Jiffy cornbread mix inside of our cabinet. So I was five and I woke up and I made cornbread myself and my grandmother totally panicked because she didn't know I was in the kitchen. But if I hadn't have made it, I wouldn't have had breakfast that morning. Like even the age that, I'm, that I am now, I'm still doing things that other people my age shouldn't have to do for themselves, like having to walk to the store by myself, having to teach myself about hygiene, helping myself with my homework, just learning about like emotions and just every single aspect of life, doing my own hair, like everything that comes to that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have any of that. Everyday students like Midori find ways to succeed despite incredible hardships. It's not that she's done it all by herself. There have been key adults and institutions who have stepped in to support her. Given all that she's overcome, she has an important perspective on what makes an effective teacher. Here, she shares some reflections on Fremont High School. So for like going to Fremont, for the most part, they have really good teachers. The teachers are good because they take the time to get to know the students. And from my personal experience, they don't treat you like you're somebody that they don't want to be around. If you need help, they're willing to help you. If you want to talk about anything, they're willing to talk to you about it, even outside of class. For me personally, they never looked at me and was like, ugh, student. They 
kind of were people that I became friends with. And I think because of that, I took in more from them and I learned a lot more. And it made class fun. I asked Midori to tell us about one teacher she admires. I'd have to say Miss Broadkey because of the fact that she was kind of a person that actually wants her students to pass and she expects a lot from her students and she does her best to help them even if there's students that don't like teachers and they don't want to be bothered she still does her best to take the time out to help every person like one by one. I'm a student that attends Oakland Public Schools and I know that most students that I go to school with have had the same life experience as me and to know that when somebody doesn't take the time to get to know you and just judges you by your actions, it discourages people from wanting to learn. And I know that was my problem when I was younger, you know. I had teachers that didn't like want to get to know me. They just were asking like, what's wrong with me? Like not in a way to get to know what's actually wrong with me, but kind of in a way that they were saying you need to act normal or behave. That the reason why most people don't do good in school is because they can't even focus on school. They have a lot of other things to focus on outside of school. And I know that a lot of people that I grew up with, they have like the most horrible grades ever, but it's because they're trying to survive and take care of their family because of, you know, poverty and stuff like that. Getting to know students is the best way to help your entire class grow and succeed. It's this insight into teaching that has made Midori an invaluable asset to the personnel committee at Fremont High School. The personnel committee is a group of people, it's a team that does screening candidates, screening potential teachers that could work at Fremont the next year. How I chose to be on the personnel committee that actually goes into what I said about being a good teacher and developing relationships with the students and not seeing me as I'm just a student, like I actually developed relationships with them, and seeing that I wasn't getting paid to be on the personnel committee, and all the meetings were after school, and I could have been doing like a lot of other things, I would stay after school for like hours, just to help interview with them, and I think the reason why is because I actually enjoyed being with my teachers. When Midori learned about OUSD's summer internship program, she chose to intern in the OUSD talent office, and build off her experience with the personnel committee at Fremont. She and 500 other OUSD students interned at dozens of sites, including the Oakland Fire Department, Highland Hospital, East Bay Mud, the Port of Oakland, the Alameda Courthouse, BART, and the Cypress Mandela Training Center. These internships were an important opportunity for students to explore their interests and gain comfort navigating the world of work. Let's hear about Midori's internship experience. In OUSD Talent this summer, I actually created a candidate screening form, and now the whole talent department uses the screening form that I created, and it's just a screening form with questions to ask the candidate that are based on student perspective. The main categories that we have on the screening form are student creativity, student learning, student relationships. The questions are all based on those different categories, so by the questions after the interview, we determine how to rate them in what specific category. Um, I think especially in Oakland, the student relationship piece is very important. The questions that are on the form are meant and designed to give the candidate a space to talk about student relationships. The pattern that was coming up with you know, most people scoring low on student creativity and student relationships is kind of what separated all the candidates that we screened and made it really easy for us to figure out what candidates we wanted. 
and my internship with the OUSD talent department relates to my future because we're working in the office a lot and learning how to conduct yourself in the office, learning how to communicate with coworkers and going through the hiring process really is preparing me for uh, what I want to do in the future concerning being an entrepreneur. I asked her what kind of business she wanted to run. Um, I do want to own multiple businesses. One of the things that I'm already working on right now is my skincare line. Right now, I'm already doing the research on clothing manufacturers because I also want to have my own fashion line. I've been actually into um, sewing and fashion design since I was younger. Um, arts and crafts has always been a passion for me. So anything that involves creativity, I'm going to have something like that going on in my life, no matter what it is, even in interior design. You know, Also being an author, writing many books about agriculture and science and God and things like that. That's what I mean when I say I'm going to own multiple businesses. Anything that has to do with creativity is kind of my passion. Yeah, I do have a lot of ambition. It's not like something that I have to develop. It's like things that I'm already doing that I'm already into that I just expand on because everything that I want to do, I'm already doing it. It's just I don't own my own business for it yet. So Yeah, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. (laughs) Given how busy she'll be with all of these ventures, I wondered how Midori finds happiness. A life of happiness and being uh, feeling fulfilled to me is just helping people. For me, I always knew that in my business, I don't want to be kind of like money greedy. My businesses will always be for the benefit of people. And I know that a lot of people, sometimes they need help learning how to do their hair. They need help learning how to design their home. They need help learning how to eat healthy. So all of my goals that I have are helping people. And I think that all comes from just having that mental peace, which is kind of like my basis for everything. In Tupac's poem, the rose learns to walk, and by keeping its dreams, it learns to breathe fresh air. Midori's dreaming big and already making a difference on her community. She's helped OUSD's talent department focus on hiring teachers who value student relationships. When teachers value students, they're more likely to understand the circumstances of students' lives. Instead of criticizing the petals for having bruises, they love the resilient flowers in their classrooms. They encourage these flowers to hold on to their dreams. Midori's success in school has been in part because her teachers saw her as a rose. She has also had key opportunities as a student in OUSD, including the district's summer internship program. These experiences provide vital sunshine so her dreams can flower. It's up to all of us, parents, community members, businesses, and elected officials, to continue to do our part to break apart the concrete so more and more of Oakland's roses can flourish. One thing Oakland residents have done is pass Measure N. This parcel tax supports link learning pathways in OUSD and provides critical funding to arrange internships for students like Midori. Experiences like summer internships and being in a pathway during the school year have contributed to an 8% increase in graduation over the past two years. And that's a wrap for this episode. Much love to Ayuma for the theme music. You can check him out at Ayuma Official on Spotify. That's A-Y-U-M-A. Appreciations to Mr. Basta at Fremont High School for introducing me to Midori. And of course, my deep gratitude to Midori for sharing her story. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to The Young and the Woke wherever you get your podcasts and also rate and review on iTunes. And until next time, stay woke. Stay woke.